1: Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle king deals
0: zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Woo! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Royal Blue podcast. Um, we haven't been together as a group for a while, unfortunately, we're lacking one member again today. Tony Scott is not able to be with us, but there's myself, Greg O'Keefe, Phil Kirkbride, and as ever. Big Gavin Buckland, the squad, the Gareth Barry of the Royal Blue know, podcast. Yeah,
1: Gav, Gav Baz. yeah. At this <laughs> point it's because he's not here, I don't know what I'm going to argue with you. <laughs> to be with you, you know, there's a wall, week, there's yeah. a wall
0: over there you yeah. can
1: argue
0: with. <laughs> Plenty to talk about uh, since last time we convened. Um, I suppose really the kind of positivity of Middlesbrough has certainly not been uh, not been soured, but it's kind of been paused a bit by uh, Tuesday night and another League Cup exit. Um, and then, of course, what we learned or so didn't learn about the the strength and depth that Cooman that has. But Gav, you were, you were talking earlier, weren't you, about Paul Merson's comments?
1: Yeah, it was. And it was he made it before the uh, the Norwich game. I think at the weekend he said that someone on the lines of Everton have got 13 very good players, but beyond that, perhaps the squad's a little bit weak, especially in some uh, positions. Um, you know, whether he was foreseeing the, the Norwich results in performance, perhaps uh, only he knows, but. Um, first of all, what I like to say is, I think we had a good team, good enough to be noticed, regardless about you know whether the, the the squad's strong enough on on Tuesday. But it was just a, an interesting comment, I thought, and and maybe perhaps he was saying, and maybe some people think that maybe once you take away the starting eleven and maybe a couple of players who weren't playing on Saturday, like say James McCarthy, perhaps throwing Dale Affair into that, have we got the squad we were on to to to, to be where we want this year? And perhaps he was showing maybe some of some of the evidence on Tuesday. Prove prove that. I I think yeah. Surprisingly, it's a very kind of
2: salient point from Merson, isn't it? <laughs> um, with respect, I often find what he speaks about Everton is a little bit from too much of a distance and a little bit cliche. But it's an interesting point. Um, I think you, in many respects, you you'd trouble to argue too strongly with him on that, wouldn't you? You you could make a case maybe for a couple of others, maybe. But what it does I think reinforces my belief and my hunch at the minute um that January will be an important window for Everton. I think believe slash hope the club will be active and busy. You know, the manager has spoken about, as we said before, that you know it's gonna take two years to build the squad that he wants and I would fully expect he'd make every use of every available minute in every window he has. Um it's interesting and, and maybe Merson, as you said, he said it before the Norwich game and it kind of perhaps played out, even though, as you say, that team was good enough on paper to have won. I wonder whether there's a couple of players who were drafted in who have had their confidence knocked.
0: Phil, Kuman was a bit, after the game on Tuesday night, he, he wasn't tetchy, he was more. he was more... Defensive of his, his fringe men he'd called in. Mm. But today if Finch you've not long got back from the presser, and he was a bit a bit short, a bit tetchy with someone who asked him about, again, about the, the sort of periphery figures we'd had, mm. had to draft in. What's behind mm. that? Because, I mean. Uh,
2: yeah, he, he got a little bit agitated again that the, the issue was raised and was quite clearly keen to move the conversation on.
0: I don't like these questions, he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, typically, honest, you can't knock him for that. You know, he 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 tells it how it is, so to speak. But my sort of not issue with it, but I think it was a fair question, be, maybe again, because prior to the game, he'd issued a very thinly veiled warning, challenge, however you want to put it, to these players, saying if you know, I will take notes, draw conclusions, and if they don't respond, as yeah. in his words, then they will find it difficult. So I I think the sort of the inquest, if you like, so to speak, after the game and and of those performances was fair. But my theory being that perhaps privately Ronald will not have been particularly enamoured by some of the performances, but will think, well, I've got to wait until January before I can add to that squad. I'm lighting central midfield because of injuries. I can't be digging these players out in public too strongly because they may already have fragile confidence anyway. And if I go and destroy them in a typically brutal fashion, which he wouldn't have been too harsh because they weren't horrendous by any stretch, he might think, well, that's not a particularly smart game to be playing at this stage.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think he's probably got on the back of his mind what he said about Barclay last week as well, that yeah. perhaps he doesn't want to be seen as a manager where every time players perhaps don't perform to expectations, he comes out and gives them a public rollicking because it's a bit, it's a bit he, of a... Yeah,
0: he got in with Southampton dressing room time. he was up and down with them yeah. and maybe he's learned from that
1: experience. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a uh, touchy totally subject, isn't it, because... It wasn't just Koeman's comments about Barkley, it was comments other managers made last week about players. It was yeah. sort of like a, a subject that was quite high on the agenda about managers. how managers talk about players. Mourinho. Yeah, even though what he said about Barkley was reasonably fair and, and balanced yeah we didn't say you know that Ross is poor at Sunderland and that was it. He put it in the context as Ross is a quality player, he can do things better, yeah. probably better than what he can do at the moment. But people focus on the the negative side. So I think, I think it was probably a wise... Wise choice of words to, to say um, but it didn't dispute the fact that it was a, a poor performance against uh, Norwich um, against the team themselves who'd made what? Ten changes? changes. changes you know? I'll hold my
0: hands up and say I was particularly disappointed in Tom Cleverly well look, Gerard De La Feu, for starters, I wrote a piece on the night he, for me he's on, he's on that tipping point of being someone who's going to be forever uh, a player who performs in fits and, and, and spurts and isn't really the quality or the level that we hoped he would be when he came with such a, you know, a grand reputation or potential from Barcelona, uh, and it's really getting to the point where he has to make his um, make his decision whether he's going to be able to be consistent or not, be a top player or just be someone who's who's forever having to you, turn your hair out. But it was more people like Tom Cleverly and, to a lesser extent, Murray. Cleverly for me just didn't do anything in any way to suggest that he's someone who, who's anything more than an all right squad mm-hmm. player. And I thought Maury had a poor game as well.
2: Well, Ronald's kind of mitigation and his defence and his measured kind of assessment was admirable. admirable. But, and he was saying, you can't judge a player just on one game, it's what they're doing during the week. And so we have to take that into context and consideration and say, well, maybe these lads have been putting in and training, etc. and responding to what he wants at Finch Farm. But as I wrote in my piece, we're at um, a junction now, aren't we, with Emerson, where our ambition has got to be met the quality at our mm. disposal, and can we really say we're a, we're a squad striving for European football if players can't come in and make an immediate impact if the bench isn't strong enough mm. to be providing the competition he wants in every position he wants two players for every position he says can we really afford to be in that position? Now I don't think Ronald privately I'm guessing will feel that we are there yet because he's already said publicly it's going to take two years to get the squad he wants. So, as I say, I think his public kind of defence of the players was a little bit more of a cute strategy. And as you say, there's been an environment, an yeah. atmosphere in the past week or so, but he won't want to be seen as the person just going round pointing fingers saying you're not good yeah.
0: What I would say about to just to kind of continue on cleverly for a moment there is I'm not just kind of slamming him based on that one performance. And maybe he's someone who, who Kuman is reluctant to, to kind of dig out too much because... I do think he's the type of player that would need games to reach his top level and it would be difficult for him to come in in a position where Gareth Barry has been absolutely sensational and, and hit that level straight away. And it wasn't only him, no. it, was the, it was the whole team really.
2: Yeah, Can I, I just, on, on cleverly? sorry Gareth, you want to say something? Um, I think Tom's issue is the issue he came to the club with and it hasn't been resolved. I don't think he's got an identity. And when I say that, I don't think he's got a position, which he calls his mm-hmm. own. Now, he's he's often raised wry smiles and kind of laughed off when I've asked him about his this his um, sort of reputation as a utility man. You know, last season he played at right back, right wing, centre mid, left wing, Mm. and he kind of you know very professionally said, "Well, look, if he gets me in the team, I'll do a job for the team and I'll play." But he's at a stage in his career, and it was why he came to Everton because. As I understood it, Roberto felt that he would be playing as one of the front three behind Lukaku and that would be his position. There was a feeling um, with Tom and his people that his best position was in an advanced position where he could create, get on the ball. But a mixture of things, one, not being able to have consistently the form he would like and the team not playing particularly well and then needing him to fill in here, there and everywhere. He's, a, he's at a point in his career, and his Everton career, where he needs to find... An identity now. If he's looking at the situation with Barry and Idrissa gaze the number one and two in central midfield, and thinking, "Well, I want to be that that person to provide the support," then he's going to have to show more on the ball than he did on on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think the problem for me on on Tuesday was not necessarily that it was just the formation that we had, because it wasn't really like what we played with Barry was a four two three one. It was more like four one. Four one wasn't it where you had cleverly playing an, an advanced mm. role um, because w- and so w- what you need with that you need one of one of the four behind Lukaku to be like a sort of box to box midfielder which I don't think like Ross or Tom well, well, the on says got at, at, at this moment in time I don't know so, why Ross can't do that so yeah but, so need so you're asking Tom to play a, a role that he's not. He can't do. What I can't do is it's not his normal role and perhaps he hasn't got the tools to do it. What well, is um, his normal role, though? Is well, that, that's why I, I see behind playing the three behind one of, the, one of those. And so I think he was a victim of deformation mm. as much as anything else. And I think what that did as well is it also put just a guy under, under, under pressure mm. because he's got a big area of the pitch to fill there, haven't you? If you're playing four behind wrong. Mm. And it was noticeable in the second half. I don't know, for the first time he looked, he started and made a couple of mistakes. Yeah, maybe took two too two. Much too much that, that, I think he, he had too much to do. He'd give the ball away a couple of times, he missed tackles, which yeah. Yeah. he's not done at all in the in the five or six games I've seen him play. And I think that was a result of like not having somebody yeah. next to him. Right, yeah. And and I think and I think it was the formation that sort of influenced mm. Cleverley's performance. And that wasn't his game. And let's face it, you saw, you saw both both goals. I think came from that that formation. I think the first goal is we were a man short at the back, and because we weren't playing two the midfielders, and that enabled them to sort of have yeah. a, a spare man. Yeah. And the second goal, Tom tries a tackle in our penalty area. He's not, he's not, he's not a yeah. Gareth Barry or a yeah. a Segeira. And 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 consequently, the lad scored. You know, you, a great goal. As well was yeah, too. yeah, Mori was just you know, if if anything, he should have been the one who cut it out. And both those goals, I, I think, could be down well, partially down to the formation we had, and, and I don't think that helped us. And I, I can't wait thinking about on Tuesday the play we missed was McCarthy, mm. because I think, I think guy is, I think he's really good, as you said, is supporting the front, and I think on Tuesday, you could have played McCarthy in the holding role and got Aziz Agy to play further up, further up the pitch. Interesting, and and I think that would when you say we missed Rom or missed Gareth on on Tuesday, I think we missed McCarthy because uh, you saw like the goal against medals on, on on the mm-hmm. third one it was yeah, just yeah. The age like he took two men out didn't you outside their box, mm-hmm. and I thought I thought that we missed McCarthy on Tuesday, and and the formation didn't help. But going back to the start of the, the show, as I just called <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> to show is, enough, we had we had enough to win the game. It's
0: the fir- for me, it was the first kind of. Um, reality check on Cooman being the greatest manager to ever have walked through you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the tunnel of <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, since Howard Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's brilliant, but he, you know, no one's perfect. And I think he got a few things wrong on Tuesday.
2: We had this discussion, Greg. Cooman um, said all the right things ahead of Yeovil, and his team selection for Yeovil Town in, in the second round got everybody going, yeah, he's going to take this super seriously. This means. We'll be playing super strong teams every round and we're going to have a proper go at this. Now, again, with the caveat, that team was good enough and it was, and I think he was let down by the players. It was good enough to win. We discussed this briefly, didn't we, on Tuesday night and quite late on. I don't know, it left me and his reaction left me feeling,
0: you know, did he actually value it that much? Nah, I don't think so because that's... There was the disparity in the selection between, funnily enough, Yeovil and Tuesday. And I know circumstances have changed since the very f- entry round of, of the League Cup. But nonetheless, that selection didn't suggest to me that he was desperate to stay in that cup at all costs. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, he obviously wants to give playing time to, to a few players. I mean, because that was the other problem, wasn't it? But you had Valencia playing as a striker. Now, if you play 4-1, 4-1, you've got, the striker's got to be able to hold the ball up and lay it off because you've got midfield runners, you know, and Valencia is is the complete opposite he's of that, he's, he's a runner himself, yeah. isn't he? But that, yeah, but that brings us back to the start of this conversation about, you know, they're only having 13 players. And the failure to bring a striker in, in you know, which a lot of people have said in, in the transfer window, uh, and so... Consequently, we ended up with like sort of four one five on 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 Tuesday night, which I don't think was (laughs) ideal. Speaking about Valencia, I was thinking about this this morning. Actually, I was
2: thinking, what will we do if Rome gets injured? Now, if 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 Rome gets injured and we've got to play Valencia, I think he changes the way we play. And this is where maybe when we spoke about Balassi coming into being a more attack-minded rather than a winger, maybe becoming like a secondary striker role. We play on the break. My concern would be. If Rom gets injured and we're at home at Goodison to a team we're expected to be, a team that won't come and try and dominate the ball,
0: Mm.
2: are we good enough to open teams up when we haven't got Rom as the focal point? No. Because I I actually think Valencia. I was actually not impressed with Valencia, but I was I was encouraged by his speed, his attitude, the fact that he looks already in tune with the idea of pressing, and I think he can stretch defences. But his best will come, as we say, when he's running off Rom. Yeah. Yeah. And my concern would be, has he got enough? And it's not just down to him, but has he got enough? If you look at Palace on, uh, not Palace, Borough on Saturday, first goal set-piece, great. It's good that, we're, that we look like we've got a presence at set-pieces now. But the two goals involve wrong.
0: We still sets one up and scores the other. Yeah, for me, we still haven't got a proper number 10 who can pick the lock, create those chances. You know, We've signed players in the summer who, who are bolstered our attack you know, significantly, largely mm-hmm. Balassi, but we haven't got that player. And as you say, with Lukaku out of the team, I just dread to think. It doesn't bear thinking about, to be yeah. honest, because you. You, you know, depending on God forbid, a serious injury and how long he was out, again, it just puts the emphasis back on January and why they've got to go and right the wrong of the summer and sign a proper centre forward who can. Push Lukaku for his place because for yeah. don't forget last season he had his point whereby he'd hit his twenty goals and he wasn't getting any competition for his place and he basically you know down tools. Yeah, we hope that doesn't happen again. But just in case, you know, he needs someone breathing
1: down his neck. That's t- it. T- to be fair to Ron, I don't think he was the only player who appeared to down tools, wasn't he, in the last couple of months of uh, last season. Yeah, I mean, th- there is a few options. I mean, he could play. I mean, Kone was maybe being a better bet on on Tuesday. I mean, Morales has sort of been. There, you know, mm. There or thereabouts. But the problem with that is, if, you play, if you're centre forward, you're playing a lot with your back to goal, isn't it? And it's, it's, it's different different than, than playing on the wing. That's why I wouldn't you know? have a problem if you we were away from home. If, say, yeah. we went to the Etihad and we were going to play counter attack football, I would be fairly comfortable with, if you didn't have ROM, you'd still go, well, we've got speed. In Valencia. Yeah, that's, that's right. different. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's yeah. what I mean. Moyes did that in 2008, didn't he? Yeah. When, uh, when Kale scored, he didn't play a strike, he played for four and six. Mm. And Sounds like old money Total football yeah. all, But we actually did I think Fellaini and Kyle Played it in turns yeah. to, play, to play front man So you can actually play If mm. you get it right Without a True uh, You yeah. know a, a recognised striker um, I was going to say It was when Sahar was injured But actually I think that was Most of his but To be fair <laughs> But uh, um, Yeah and, and I think that's a worry and we That has to be managed um, and, and I think I say I think the January transfer window maybe that's looking a bit more to in terms of bringing people in than perhaps it did maybe a fortnight so. ago. Yeah,
0: obviously you know there's been more talk today about uh, Lukaku's contract. Feel that doesn't really seem like that's moving along at the moment. Are you, I mean, what do you think? Is it is now the time to be handing out contracts or mm. or not? Yeah, it's interesting.
2: Again, we were discussing this, weren't we? I didn't get the chance to ask. Ronald today, um, hopefully, we'll do next week. But my just going off what he said about Barry last week, Last week, and there was you know, eulogising about Barry, he was really fulsome in his praise. and Naturally, he was asked about Barry's contract, and it was interesting what he said. I found it quite illuminating because he was even for somebody like Gareth Barry. If you asked every Evertonian now, I think you've all been convinced by him, he's out of contract in the summer, yeah. should we hand him a new deal? I think everybody would say, Yes, let's get it done. Yeah. But even for somebody like of Gareth's stature within the club. Ronald was still kind of going, well, if he still remains important, yeah, then we'll do it. Yeah. And I wonder whether that has become applicable to Baines, who's out of contract in the summer, Jagielka, who's out of contract in the summer. And I wonder whether Kuhn, even though he says today in a press conference about contracts, it's not my job. I wonder if he's urging a degree of caution with Ross and Rom, keep them hungry, so to speak. I'm not suggesting that that they wouldn't necessarily be putting it in because they have been so far, but just just maybe, it might be a yeah. tactic, just keep them waiting. Let's not just assume that they're going to get stuff handed to them. Prove you, you deserve a new contract, because both of them are already on decent deals anyway. But, I don't know, I'm
1: guessing, but it's at my yeah, feel. I agree with that. I think that's a sort of way of just reinforcing who's who's in power and his boss there, and I think uh, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Um, I was Just one thing from this week which you think we should cover based on last week's conversation is we spoke a lot about Ross last week and he's had two games mm. since then um, what, what have your reflections been Greg on those two performances uh, so what was the gist of last, last week well, yeah, you were in here last week about like Ronald saying about Ross didn't do Alice well Underland the debate was whether he's going to start in yeah. the game
0: yeah, yeah. And so, uh, right so in which case then I think we saw both sides of him really in, in the last two fixtures, yeah. I saw a response, definitely saw a response against Borough, after a kind of, he, he didn't click straight into the game, but when he did, I was impressed with what I saw. Tuesday night, I felt like it was back to square one, in some regards. Again, the game passed him by. It wasn't through lack of trying, but it just didn't have, his, have an impact on that contest, against a t- a 10 of Norwich with 10 changes, some young players playing for Norwich, I think some players were making their, if not debuts, Nelson, uh, Olivier haven't played very often mm-hmm. for them. I just think, you know, he, who, Phil, who was he basically had in his back pocket? Um,
2: it, it was, I think it was Thompson in midfield really gave him a good game. And there was a couple of times when he would, certainly appear in the first half where I think Ross lost out on quite a number of the 50-50s with Thompson. He seemed to get more of a handle on him in the, in the second half, but his, I his just, influence yeah. was stunted. Oh, so
0: that's, that's, it was, and we observed that, didn't we? I just felt... That as I say, it was the two sides to Barclay, and I, I felt ultimately frustrated that he couldn't build on Borough. Do you still think he feels
2: do you still think his performances, it sounds a little bit difficult to sort of not, not be able to sort of quantify, but do you feel that his performances at Goodison will still be influenced by the mood of the evening and the afternoon and the crowd? Because everybody was up at Borough. And you probably, if you look back at the game, Ross's best Period of the game came after we drew one all. We mm. got it level. Yeah. yeah. And do you think the kind of wasn't a full house on Tuesday? We weren't playing particularly well. Norwich go and score. There's a bit of mm. shrugging the shoulders about the whole affair. But, do you think that yeah. kind of feeds into him a little? Well, bit? Well,
0: maybe. But isn't it? Isn't it time at 23? Yeah. i Yeah. That, I would, yeah. like I say about Dale Lefayu and yeah. Lukaku, that he's mentally strong enough. Mm. And it, look, if you're talking about comparison points, um, and I have to say I love Ross, but. Gerard's been mentioned. Now at the moment, let's be realistic. Stephen Gerrard twenty-three and Ross Barkley twenty-three. Ross isn't in that league. I think this is a, probably the period where Ross Gerrard,
1: is no, Gerrard Gerrard kicked Gerrard. on it.
0: Yeah. Ross yeah. Ross isn't isn't and anywhere near that. We, we
2: spoke about yeah. it. Ross has been on we spoke about it last week, didn't we? Ross has been honest enough to say that, hasn't he? He needs to
1: kick on. Um I don't
0: know. It's a process, isn't it? And, yeah. and like uh, 23 is still obviously young, very young. I expect him to but, play on. Yeah,
1: that. I know. He's got, he's got to deliver, hasn't he? I mean, I know what you're saying, but I don't think uh, top players, as it were, in versus commas, you know, you shouldn't depend on the influence of the uh, no, the, the, the no. mood of the crowd not, yeah. to influence your performance. If anything, you should be saying, it's a bit quiet today. I need you to do something, or you, you should be doing it. Yeah. And that was a game that was made. For Roston on Tuesday, I think he's, he's done okay against Middlesbrough. been a team we can right. team. He's now sort of the main man. Yeah. You know, he's, he's out of that 11, there's probably only Seamus and um, I just not sure how many vaccines have longer had ever on him. That um, 11 on, there can't be many players. Seamus perhaps, and. Um, no. Morales, oh. so when he came on, he, he, yeah, predates yeah. Morales, so he, as a, he's a sort of senior pro at the that, club yeah. there. <laughs> and I was, I was, just thinking, that's the time for him to take the game by the scruff of the yeah. and 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 he, he, and he didn't, yeah. and 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 that's that's a that's a that's a concern for me, based on his performance against Middlesbrough, which his reaction to to Ron's comments last week. It was just made for him on mm. Tuesday in not the most trying of circumstances. And he didn't. He didn't really deliver uh, for me, and I was very disappointed. And I often said, the only thing I'd say that is, do you think he gets too much scrutiny? Well,
2: right. probably does. Same way does Romelu get too much scrutiny? Yes. What's the common theme with those two players? They're both incredibly talented, who we all know can deliver potential, yeah. superb yeah. performances, who we believe can be exceptional players for Everton. Is that justified that they get that scrutiny? Probably if, not. But...
0: If anything, Lukaku deserves more scrutiny given what they paid for him, club record fee at the time. What he says and uh, what he says. Yeah, Ross hasn't caused a moment's uh, grief. No, no, never spoken out of line. Never instructed his agents to go and do this, that, or the other. He's actually always been, in many sense, the textbook player. Yeah. Always spoken well about the club. I just, I, I think, like most Blues, we just desperately want him to be, if you like, that that Gerard figure. Maybe that's not fair. Maybe that Gerard is a once in a, a you know in yeah. a, every ten years player. Yeah. But we want him to be. But
2: he was a once in ten years player
0: for Liverpool. Yeah.
2: Everton haven't. I've had like Rooney. Now we've got Ross. Yeah.
0: I know. And we've already had Ross for quite a bit longer than we had Rooney. So <laughs> I, just,
2: I just think you know. I think back to that first season. We talk about
0: too much scrutiny with Ross. We're <laughs> No, but this is you it. No, I think. Yeah, and this
2: I think about in. that first season. I think about games home to Newcastle early on. Electric runs beyond
0: Rom. And they had a great understanding, and I just want him to play with that level of of, of almost abandon. The goal against City, QPR, no, just, yeah, he just doesn't do that
1: anymore. Yeah, you. I know. I mean, we spoke up last week on the uh, near, but we said like what you said about Dale Ayer. you were saying the same thing about Bar, right? You know, so is he yeah. like, you know, I asked the question he, <laughs> Has he improved in that three-year gap? And you'd have to say, well, he shows signs, but he's pretty much leveled out, you know, and. As you say, Greg. Like you know, he's now in a position where he needs yeah. to kick on now at, at 23, um, and it just you know, it's it just doesn't you know doesn't seem at the moment as if it, it it's going to happen any any time soon. And it, but it's a, but he's got the ability. I mean, I'd argue that I can say I don't want to comp- compare him to Zidane, but I will. He's actually probably got a, a little bit more natural talent. Mm. You know, the, you know, in terms of like he can certainly strong with both feet for the start. You know. Um, and his natural gifts are are in abundance, but I don't I don't know. It's just I, I want to see him. He mentioned it last season, where he obviously got his highest
2: number of goals and scored and assists, and he was and he'd been told. I think I think Nazy, funnily enough, had been advising Ross about getting in the box more, and, and you'll get chances and you'll score. I want to. I just want to see him run beyond a bit. He's a powerful, lad. He's a strong lad, and I want to see. We turned to each other at one point on Tuesday. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the second half, the ball comes from the right-hand side, just hit it. Just hit, put your foot through it and lash it in. He puts his foot on it.
0: Checked, went check, back. comes back. Yeah.
2: Uh, like, just play with instinct, Ross. And I, I'm still concerned, I keep banging on about it, I feel like he's been overtaught in the past two and a half seasons and it's still in his head that
0: he's got to be almost creating the perfect goal. Just hit it. This is, but this is for me, he's not a ten, and he's trying to play like a... You know, a jinxy check inside out and then slip in the perfect killer ball. I don't think he's that type of player, but Coombe has gone on record so he feels he can't be a 10, and like I say in the past, defer obviously defer to his yeah, um, yeah. Th- the vast knowledge gap uh, when it comes to professional football there in Bournemouth on Saturday, the scene of a variety of where horror. Ross, where
2: Ross scored of course. He yeah. did, yeah.
0: But the scene of, of of one of many disappointing, ultimately disappointing afternoons last season, up and down. Um a man who you'd kind of alluded to then as over coaching Ross obviously had uh had, had overseen hmm. one of many similar results. We're going there, you know, with Ronald now, a different mindset. Hmm. Hopefully Lukaku back fit. Um but again you know, we've still got this run of fixtures, and it goes on beyond this. Where you look at them and you think that they're winnable, and, and you're waiting for us either to slip up against someone we should beat or, or the momentum. To, maybe it's just being yeah, a yeah. cynic before the hard
1: games kick yeah, in. I think we've had the, I don't think we've had the plaudits we deserve so far this season because people have said, "Oh, we've look no at Evan, you know, second in the table. They've, uh, you know, they've not played anybody yet. Well, actually, we've okay, we've played Spares to start season, but." You know you see there's there's uh, more fancy teams than us that have mm. have suffered bad results. Also. You know, United uh, and Wofford, for you know, yeah. you, know uh, in, you know, certain team at Burnley, you know, um, I me mean Chelsea have got out of jail, a Swansea a little bit, and and, and Watford, big me, time, you know, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So I mean, it's you, you can't say you can't you can't say this is the hardest league in the world, the most competitive league say in the world, then say you are you, second in you know you're second in the league, oh, yeah. and therefore therefore you haven't played anybody. It, it the two things don't marry up for me, you know. Um and I, I don't think we've had the... Which is good, because I think keeping under the radar. Mm. And, you know, Tuesday was disappointing. Better to Everton teams than the one we've got at the moment, by the way, gone out in the league. Yeah. There, you know, <laughs> that, you know, so I don't think we should... Yeah. Uh, we've just got a dreadful record. But, you know, we've just got to get the, you know, get our best team out on, on Saturday. Bournemouth, they've been a bit patsy, haven't they? Um, and and play to our potential. And, you know, if we play for our potential... Every game, we're going to beat a lot more teams than we 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 uh, we lose to. I'm confident going there, especially if Ron comes through
2: training tomorrow, as we expect and hope he will do. Um Balassi's back in the starting lineup, won't he? And he's he's always going to make something happen. You know, he 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 probably made more happen in the 15 minutes he was on the pitch mm. on Tuesday than most of the others did. Um, it's interesting. On on the, uh, I was speaking to somebody at the press conference today before it started, and I was saying to them, they were never told, and I said. Do you think that the three all last season? I think it was December time, wasn't it? Was that when you felt the warning signs were there? I I wasn't. I, I was. It was awful the way we collapsed. But for me, that it was too early for me to sense that something was chronically wrong. But when you look back at it now, you go. Maybe, maybe it does date back to that, and then it preceded the January from hell,
1: preceded it, didn't when it?
0: When was the Chelsea game? And it was basically the same time. That it was
1: March or February. Yeah, was, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, the Bournemouth game, I just. Um, we, we, the thing about the Bournemouth game, and it got me to. <laughs> but I think we won, we won the previous thing, I think we scored 6 and 4, had me against Villa and Sunderland mm. in the two preceding games. And I think if we'd have beaten Bournemouth, we would have been fifth. Yeah. And I remember going I was I was at a social event that that afternoon, and you know, when like I was following on Twitter, you know, to seeing like three, two, like. Yeah. Had we, had we drawn my, with Norwich as well? At, I think it might have been a week before, yeah, but we were on a really good on of scoring goals. And you know when like somebody said, you no know, when you no know, one it was ninety seven, minute we scored. Like, they scored. Can't not believe it. I, I I don't think we ever recovered from that. I know like and looking we won, back, I wonder we won, now. Won From I know we won at Middlesbrough. I think in the yeah, cup, the cook, and, I, and yeah. I think the managers made the point saying know, oh, we've got over the enormous bogey, but. I don't think we ever we got over than that. And I think, though we won there in the FA Cup, though, didn't we? Yes. I, I, I do think, because it's a. You ble- need Rob to save a pen, by the way. Yeah. I do think that there's a f- still a few ghosts to be exercised there. And let's hope we can do it on Saturday, because we've got the team to do it. You know? Nah, it does still haunt me, that game.
0: Is it Joshua King who scored that late goal?
2: Uh, no, it was uh, Stanis- Stanislas,
1: was
0: it? It was a good goal, if I remember correctly.
2: Well, from their point of view, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it was a good <laughs> yeah.
0: strike. Uh, did, yeah. had, we, had we not celebrated Ross's goal, oh, a bit, yeah. bit over enthusiastic, yeah. yeah, but I don't, I don't blame
2: any for anybody for that. I know That's the fans right. got some stick for that, but yeah. I don't. Blame nah, them because it's you, a team. We've got to score see that a goal out in the ninety seventh minute yeah. to yeah. go ahead. Nah. You think you've won it, but I remember from the kickoff. I think there was some like thirty odd seconds left, and he brought Gibson on to try and shore it up. In inverted comments, we looked more open than we had at any other point in the game. They shifted it left. Hammered in across Daniels in the left back, whipped it in. And it just it looks like pawns stood there. And then you just,
1: just, yeah. just ghosted in. Yeah. 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 sorry, you know my the point of view, what's that goal again? We'll if you behind <laughs> the couch, as you watch it though, is Seamus goes to go to right hand side and the forward pushes him. One of the uh, Bomber right. players pushes him into the area away from the action, so Seamus can't get out and cover it and stop the cross if, yeah. you, if it was actually a foul on Seamus and you look at it again that's why the lads had so much space mm-hmm. but we won't be like that on Saturday I remember Roberto shows. felt that
2: because McCarthy had gone off injured and he said if McCarthy was still on the pitch we wouldn't concede that goal because he would have covered that and stopped the cross or helped stop the cross but we're so, hopefully we're savvier
0: we're nastier we're a bit more astute hopefully it's not as windy as well It was a ending like oh, yeah. going yeah. well,
1: mean, to and to be fair I mean, we don't make I mean, let's face it we're second on the table say. Lost in League Cup, but no change there. We always lose in the League Cup well, no the league <laughs> in the by October. But we've only conceded three goals in mm-hmm. five games. Um Defensively, we've been sound. I mean, th- ironically enough, the three goals we conceded were all stuff that maybe we shouldn't have. You know, the go- game being Spurs, we didn't cover the cross, and the it's good that was like that the cross yeah. could have been stopped. Mason Holgate maybe was a bit of yards. yeah. yeah. The second West Brom again. I think Stephen Baird got yeah. caught on his line a little bit, and then we had the, uh, we, had the we had the goal on uh, Saturday. Saturday, which was a strange one. But in many respects, which is one of the things I wanted to mention, is like it sort of riled crowds a little bit, didn't it mm. on Yeah, on Saturday, you know, when instantly, I think Scotty said, didn't he? You know, sometimes it's good, not the, it's a bad thing for the opponents to get a decision in their mm. favour at Goderson because it. I it think he's spot on. Player I player think player, that's, you know, <laughs> you know, rightly or wrongly, it's, it's
0: adversity or injustice, a sense of just that riles the bear pit more than anything else. Yeah. And that's often, as, as I'm paraphrasing Scott here, you know, that might have been what's, what set them up. And, of yeah. course, Kuman team does seem to have the character to respond to, you know, little things like that go wrong. It's again, at, at West Brom, they yeah. sort of they're able to go dust themselves off and, and on, back on the game. And on that
2: then, on the flip side, I think Bournemouth, in the experience I've had of, of covering games down there, they're a crowd that if you give them any form of encouragement, will make it really noisy place, and the, and the team responds to that. Because in the first half of the 3-0, we were 2-0 up at half-time, near a pin drop. And it, we should have seen it out of sight, should have managed the game, but we gave them encouragement... And ultimately, they still believed at 3-2 in the 97th minute. Talk about responding to adversity. They went, we've got 40 seconds, we might as well get behind the lads. That place just was shaking by the end. And I think that will be part of the team talk, certainly uh, Friday night, Saturday morning from Ronald.
0: Just just want to mention one more, sorry, on um, the pe- peculiarities of crowds, if, if you like. Mm. Gav, I'll, I'll ask you this one. <laughs> Applauding Naismith's goal on Tuesday... I'll set out my stall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. I understand why, but you know, I think I understand why. But it, and you know, a lot of people would say, "Well, that, that's just Goodison." You know, it wasn't for me. I'd, you don't, you don't applaud going a goal behind. Uh,
1: it's a good point. You might so, applaud him at the end of the game or when he comes on, or yeah, you applaud the young lad's goal as well. Mm. You know, but that, yeah, but again, was, you don't applaud it, I mean, what's going on? It's I not did, this is a generational thing, not Not doing I mean, the twenty threes or anything. you know, I'm from Blake going started going the game and you did if the opposition scored the screamer, you applauded I remember, you know I was thinking about the last goal, like, I can remember being applauded by my opponents was the Yak for Portsmouth. You <laughs> know, when the game when Aussie scored it went like, it did the end, the Yak scored an absolute Howard set at the Gladys ah, 3 ah, end ah, with his left foot. Give it the but, jazz hands yeah, after. <laughs> <then. laughs> I, ah, ah. I think it might have been before then. And there was actually people applauded him, you know, and that was the last one I remember. Because I, I, of my generation, I haven't got a problem with that, uh, to be honest with you. If, if it's a quality goal, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, but I don't know why we were applauding on Tuesday. It was because it, it was Naismith or because Naismith didn't celebrate the goal we'd applaud. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think there was some, some deep so- psychological thing going you, on there, you know. Do you think there was anything in it that?
2: When Nazy came back, it was the final game of the season and there was different priorities, wasn't there, for Everton fans? Do you think maybe on some level his, the appreciation for Nazy that day got lost and maybe they thought, saw it as an opportunity to acknowledge a player who was very popular? Um, maybe. And I do know what, also, and it sounds, it sounds a little cynical, but if we'd have lost four and drawn, drawn one of the first five games and the place was edgy, you wouldn't have got that generous... Yeah. That generosity, would you? Oh, yes. um, or not necessarily, or not, not maybe from everybody. I think there would have been a booing, angry. So, different time, occasion, right moment, you know, kind of... I don't have a no problem with it, but, but I can see why people Was, When you
1: said now, is that because it's a bit PC well, I mean, or wrong. No, piece, I just so think
0: it's, just... It's, a, you know, it's a competition that not only have we never won, we're never going to win.
1: We <laughs> ended up going
0: out. Yeah. We just conceded the goal. Yeah. I, it doesn't make me want to applaud I don't care who scored it um, but British. maybe I'm just a curmudgeon who you no, know no, no, I no, haven't no. got the, uh, the spirit of Do, there, was me. A, yeah, yeah. there was
2: no ripples of applause from the press box was there to be fair there wasn't
0: no no. never mind anyway hopefully there's applause for all the right reasons
2: I'll clap loads on Saturday night's don't worry no, yeah, no matter yeah. what happens <laughs> clap
0: those, yeah. there's Bovril yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I'll be with Phil at the Vitality Stadium and we'll have plenty to talk about when we next get together next week thanks for listening and, uh, like I say, we'll be back at the early part of next week.